When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I'd come on this show and defend those opinions. But now, I'm a British robot, in it. Joining me today, he's the co-host of this podcast. He's also a very bad person who does not like sports. But he does have cool friends allegedly and he watches Batman. Shut up. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May. Also joining me, he's an actor who's been in all sorts of things. You've seen him in Bits and Bobs, Grub. But today he plays his most important role. Our third guest on this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Ethan Lawrence. It's gonna be a great show. Hey everybody, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host today, being a little mocking Jay. Jeff's here. Not me. I'm not mocking Jay. You are not always, even... always a mocking Jay. Um, that's not true. And I think saying always is a good example of how you, my friend, are over exaggerating. Wow. It's rude. It's rude. We're off to a You are rude, yes. We're off to a very bad start. Except for the part where also joining us, returning champion. Magic Mike 3's Ethan Lawrence. Hey, returning champion. I like that. Hell yeah. yeah. How's it going, man? Uh, it's good. It's good to be the champ. You know what I mean? I've got my uh, I've got yeah. my nice big belt that I've got on. Oh. Yeah. He can't say it's good to be king or he gets arrested over there now. Yeah. He'll get beat to yeah. death for saying that. Charles will throw me in the tower. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's a Charles now. It's got to be weird knowing there's a king whose ass you could beat, though. Well, yeah. I mean... Yeah. I could probably beat up the queen when she was alive as well. Mm, yeah, that I don't know. Not. She used to do MMA. Yeah, that I'm not <laughs> she so knows sure Tai Chi. <laughs> she was a pit fighter in the 80s. I don't know. <laughs> so we're doing another international news roundup episode today because oh. I don't know if people know this, but news happens everywhere, not just the United States. It's rare. It really does. It's rare that it happens elsewhere, but yeah. it does. And Even so rarer when it involves a gun. Yeah, yeah, we're we're way better at gun stories than most countries. Yeah, although sometimes the the when we get gun stories from other countries, they're usually a bit funnier. Sure, like at least they have the decency to not go to schools to do it. You know, that's yeah. True. I mean, all all the gun stories I hear about in the UK is as some farmer blew his leg off with a shotgun. See, that's too busy funny. trying to molest a pig. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, funny. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So should we get into this first story? I feel conflicted about this story in a whole lot of ways. This cartoon-ass story that we're hearing right now? This is so weird. 
HelloFresh, which is a meal kit delivery service. They're based in Germany, but I used it a bunch during COVID. It's good. They're really good at harassing you when you cancel. Oh, yeah, they sure are. They are. But also, it's a good way to learn how to cook because their meal kits, you have to, like, do shit. And you'll learn how to make pan sauces and things of the like. It's very nice. But that's not the point. HelloFresh has announced they will no longer sell coconut milk sourced from Thailand because animal rights groups, especially PETA, have accused coconut farms in the country of Thailand of using monkey labor. Yeah. And that's a uh, labor with a U, right? Correct. Yeah. It's the, it's the monkey labor party. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing your difference? shit across you know what parliament. I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen those parliament videos. I know how, how much you guys argue. Getting a little shit thrown wouldn't be the worst thing to happen. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I would imagine back in the day, like it, that was what was happening. It's... Just, it's it's very strange to me. The The main thing is like when they're like giving into like, it seems like PETA is doing a lot of heavy lifting. And I'm like, PETA just mails out injunctions to people all the time. Yeah. You know, like the, the monkey photograph story, I think, was famously where the monkey took the photograph, t- uh, took the camera, took a selfie. Oh, I remember that. And then PETA like fought for the artistic rights of the monkey. Ugh. And the photographer's just like, I fuck. <sighs> yeah, that's the thing. Shut up. Like. This does seem to be an issue, and sure. as cute as it sounds, I'm, I'm sure monkey labor is actually quite horrifying. I'm sure the, th- like, because it's not like you can just, you know, make them punch in and climb trees and hurl coconuts down for eight hours, and then they clock out and go do monkey shit. Like, you're going to have to beat them up a little to keep them around. Just fighting monkeys. <laughs> think about Think about if there's, like, a revolt, how terrifying that would be. And awesome. Yeah. I mean, unless monkey you're one union. of the monkey brothers. <laughs> monkey union. <laughs> yeah, that's what the monkeys should just organize. A little suit going into a little meeting. <laughs> but just screaming at the top of their lungs. Some kind of Barbary macaque trying to cross, cross a picket line. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that being said, this is, uh, they're saying they, they whipping them? They whipping these monkeys? Yeah, that's the implication. Or not, I guess not even the implication. It's... When monkey labor is used in harvesting coconuts, it's like any other thing where you see an animal doing something cute and you're like, oh, how did they learn that? Oh, the owner beat the shit out of them until they just started doing it. Like those videos of the dogs in China that walk on their hind legs that we were all going crazy over for a few months. And then someone posted one of the training videos. And the way they train them is they make them stand in a corner and whenever they try to get down on all fours... You hit him in the stomach with a shoe. Nice. Cute. Oh, so cute. It's horrifying. That's a good puppy. Yeah, there are <laughs> there are a lot of culture. Like, we've obviously really infantilized pets, especially dogs and cats, uh, where, you know, we're like, you know, dogs are wonderful, but, you know, I'll eat a cow. Like, there's definitely a hypocrisy in animals that we have out here. Whereas in other certain cultures, they're just like, man, fucking, these are tools. Like, this, this is this is a tool. We eat it or beat it. Right. You got to get work out of it. And I, I feel like I agree with our method more. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's. I don't think we should be beating animals. Yeah. I, I don't... also eat meat, so I'm probably not helping. Yeah. In like the cruelty to other animals. Yeah, but cow's just so good. It's, it's a tasty treat. It is. I Eat's... bet dog is great, you know? Probably. When they when I'd drop Ikea, kick a chicken. Dude, when Ikea, they were like getting them horse meatballs in there and everyone's revolting and i'm just like i gotta get to ikea real quick before they pull that horse off the market 
Hell yeah. What'd you say, Ethan? I said I'd drop kick a chicken. Oh, yeah. I'd fully drop kick a chicken. chicken. I'm just... I'm surprised we eat as much chicken as we do, because it seems like the fastest of all the animals. Yeah, that's why we keep them in tight pens so they can't get away. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We are evil. We yeah. are. Our food sourcing is quite evil, yes. So HelloFresh said they were doing this out of an abundance of caution, because they don't want any form of animal abuse in our country. But, or in our supply chain, sorry. But this feels questionable to me, because PETA says this is a widespread thing throughout the entire industry. And it's like, look, Peter, the Industrial Revolution happened almost everywhere by now. Like, the amount of coconuts harvested out of Thailand could not possibly be done mostly by monkeys. Wait, wait, wait a second, Adam. Are you telling me that Peter are over-exaggerating an, a problem that does exist, but over-exaggerating it to the point where it makes them look stupid? And I, that doesn't sound like the pizza I know. I know. I hope they don't sue me for implying that. Yeah. But it does seem like in this one case, PETA might be being a little dramatic. How funny would it be if the big problem was that the monkeys were using the machines to <laughs> harvest all of the coconuts? And they're like, they're not wearing helmets. They don't have reflective vests. That. I've heard that they don't even have a forklift license. Yeah, there's no monkey just- OSHA. <laughs> yeah. That would be even cuter. Right? Little forklift certified little monkeys. Yeah. Little vesting up. Got the safety yeah. glasses on. Yeah, little helmet. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. COVID tell masks. Me you wouldn't, tell me you wouldn't want to see Clyde from any which way but loose, but in a little suit. <laughs> in a little in a little teamster suit. Oh, that's a deep reference. <laughs> but I am fully on board now. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, can we get monkeys to record these podcasts for us? A thousand monkeys on a thousand <laughs> microphones. <laughs> We just feed our voices into an AI type of subject in and then set the monkeys down in front of the equipment. Great. Yeah, it, it, people probably, it would take like three weeks to notice. Yeah, it'd take a while. Seems like a good idea for episode 500, though. I, I have thought about trying to generate an AI episode and see if anyone notices, but I don't know how because I'm not a fucking computer nerd. Yeah, you're not the You've just got to get man. the um you just got to get the the program and put in the the data and then it it it, it, it does it. I can't believe you don't know that. Yeah, it's like landing an airplane. You just Yeah, you just double click the pl- safe landing icon. Yeah, yeah. Pl- plunk it down. Away you go. <laughs> so back to these coconuts. The Thai government made the same point I just did. They were like we exported 236 thousand metric tons of coconut milk in 2021 there are not enough monkeys to do all that work and also there's so much involved in the process besides just throwing the coconuts down from the trees it's funny that they'd be like you're ignoring all of the child labor that we have brought into this experience (laughs) yeah that too that too Vincent Nijman an anthropology professor at Oxford Brooks University Speaking to the Guardian. Oh, wow, this is a very British start to a sentence. It sure is. Pointed out that the practice of using monkeys for labor in the coconut milk industry is mostly confined to the southernmost part of Thailand and that the farms doing it are smaller ones catering to locals as opposed to the larger farms that produce coconuts for exports. So this is a weird thing where PETA's like fucking over corporations in favor of letting the people actually committing the abuse still kind of carry on as they have. Wait a minute, Adam, are you trying to suggest (laughs) 
that Peter are inserting themselves into an argument that has nothing to do with them and actively making the problem worse. That doesn't sound like the Peter I know. And again, I hope they don't sue me. Yeah. Because I would I never like, imply that. I do like that Thailand has a South that uses slaves too. Like they just <laughs> saw what we did and they were like, well, we could do that, but with monkeys, people wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah. And they're just Civil War reenactors. <laughs> yeah, they're laughing. Oh, God. Now I've got, I've got just pictures of monkeys doing like a kind of stage little war. Yeah, and little like <laughs> union outfits and little confederate little tin outfits. tin hats. It's yeah. so cute. One of them's playing drums while people yeah, march. Yeah, little fife. Little monkey fife. <laughs> oh, monkeys need to be doing more stuff. I kind of yeah. disagree with PETA here. Yeah, I'm actually, this has flipped me totally. <laughs> we, need, we need more monkeys doing more human yeah. shit. But it needs to be whimsical stuff. Because if yeah. it isn't whimsical, it ain't right. Can we get? Can we do the not whipping thing? Yeah, or that's... is that like, if you do that, they like steal your wallet? Well, I was just going to say, it's, it sounds like a training issue. Like we just yeah. need to figure out a way to get monkeys to do all of our fun shit, but without brutalizing them. We got to get some Southern Thai dude to whip the shit out of them before <laughs> we go for it. And that seems weird. Exactly. This is a weird start to an episode where we're just like, what if we just beat more monkeys for our entertainment? <laughs> hey, well, yeah, the show is called Unpopular Opinion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's an on-point statement right there. And this is the Beat Monkeys episode. <laughs> <laughs> but also, don't beat monkeys. But I do fuck with a HelloFresh recipe. That's where I learned how to make a coconut lime rice was from HelloFresh. shredded Fresh. monkey. Which, yeah, it's got shredded monkey carcass in it, hair and all. Doesn't sound as good as it actually is. All right, this next story. We have all known for a long time that the chillest of all the sports in all the land, especially in terms of fandom, is soccer. Uh, What's that? Correction. It's footy. Oh, no, it's it's soccer. No, Adam, it's football. I, I don't... I, sorry, can you say it one more time? Uh, foot, soccer. Soccer ball. S- so, so, soccer 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 isn't that a character soccer, from an anime it's the sport ryan reynolds and rob McElhenney brought to wales oh football right well football no, season's no, over yeah yeah i'm yeah, i'm yeah. actually wearing this is this is football on my shirt the chicago oh, um, american football that's what that is because that's not that's not a ball that's an oval oh it's gonna be ovals yeah balls my balls are oval <laughs> Huge, same size as American footballs. Yeah, Yeah, good one, Adam. Thanks. You sure showed me. So let's talk about football being chill as hell. Argentina won the most recent World Cup thanks to a combination of state-sanctioned slavery in Qatar and a solid performance from Lionel Messi. I'm just guessing about that last part. I certainly didn't watch that shit, but I'm sure Messi did fine. Yeah, he's famous. We know his name already, so that's got to be something. That's a that's got to be a goal in the World Cup, right? Yeah, and I know, like, I know he'd been struggling to win one for a long time, and this was his first. And there was always that debate: is is it Messi or Maradona in terms of the better Argentinian soccer player, or even just best soccer player of all time? And I think Maradona still wins because, again, no slavery in his World Cup yeah. wins. I like to think of Maradona as the Ric Flair of <laughs> soccer, little where bit. it's just like you see the guy and you're like, you're not that athletic. I'm looking at you right now. And then you see how good they are at what they do. And you're like, oh, shit, look at that. You're doing it while you're smoking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah tubs can move. Yeah. 
We're talking like Maradona was just, you know, winning World Cups based on the concept of cigarettes and cocaine. Like that to me. Imagine if Messi was doing cocaine before a game. Oh. <laughs> Maybe triple speed. <laughs> These, these athletes are too finely tuned at this point in time. And so after the win, Lionel Messi had to deal with some scary shit. This is the thing you hear about with baseball players a lot, where oh, yeah. they come to the United States, have a bunch of success, and then the people in their home country are like, we are going to rob you when you come back home. Yeah. Holy I hope shit. You, I hope you get all of your relatives out of the country <laughs> real soon, because we're about to take some of them. And that's kind of the case with Lionel Messi. After winning the World Cup, a team of gunmen opened fire at a supermarket owned by Messi's in-laws in Argentina. Even better, it was two dudes on the same motorcycle. That is arguably the coolest version of shooting up a building. That's some, some John Wick extras that got, uh, got bored after <laughs> between filming. I was literally just about to say that's some John Wick shit. Oh, we're so oh. in sync, Jeff. Sorry. Sorry that we revolutioned your joke just now. <laughs> wow, Jeff. He's, he's, he's pointing at his shirt, which just says Boston. Says yeah, that's right, Boston buddy. Red Sox. Yeah, that's right. That's what we call right, well, the Tea Party guys. Yeah, well, again, Jeff, you sure showed me. Hell yeah, we did. <laughs> got him. This is wild, though, because when you, if you were to tell me, like, hey, a market got shot up by two guys with guns, on a motorcycle in Argentina, I'd be like, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Sure did. Yeah. But then there's a, a weirder part where they left a note that said, Messi, we're waiting for you. Havkin is also a drug trafficker, so he won't take care of you. That is a reference to the mayor of the city of Rosario, the third largest in Argentina, where the supermarket owned by the parents of Messi's wife, Antonella Rocuzo, is located. That is uh, interesting because. You're trying to tell me that an Argentinian politician might be corrupt? Shocking. Shocking. Mm. I know. I don't buy it. it that doesn't sound like the Argentina I know. The two Argentinian <laughs> pastimes are drive-bys on motorcycles and soccer and hiding Nazis. Well, and robbing famous soccer players. Because remember, yeah. we did the Maradona podcast, and I don't remember. He had a bunch of stuff in a vault but like one thing in particular i don't i don't remember what it was but it was like an award he'd won that was very special and he had it all in this like bank vault and someone just drove a truck into the bank vault and like took all of the shit like it's, that's a baller move right there it's very <laughs> filmic in argentina isn't it they've, they've, yeah. got, they've got a real sense of theater they sure do. But also, if your bank vault can't withstand a Ford F-150, I don't know, man. Right. Yeah. Argentina sure does have a sense of adventure. Remember when they tried to go to war with England? That didn't go well. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if they tried to go to war with us. We just declared war on them. Sure, sure. But they didn't immediately surrender. Which well, no. Knew. And I think that was kind of what we were expecting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that is cool that they didn't surrender against yeah. England. <laughs> That's badass, if I'm being 100% honest. Sure is. So, Messi plays for a French team, and as such, he's usually out of the country. But he does have Paris a... Saint-Germain? Yeah, yeah. Paris Saint-Germain. PSG? Le PSG, Tower. Baguette, merci, oui, oui, bon, bon. So... Jeff speaks French, so now... He's offended. Yeah. Oh, oh, listen. Um, Can we count to 10 in French, Jeff? Is, <clears throat> I'm just looking up what his wife looks like. 
hot. <laughs> she's hot. C'est belle. She's oh. a, she's a oh, Messi, smoke show. Messi has a hot wife? No way. Can you believe it? Come yeah. on. A sportsman of the promo. Here's the thing. She's got wife. a hot husband. Yeah, they are hot. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. Ah, uh, beautiful people. So. Easy with that Marilyn Manson shit. Yeah, it's not the time for Manson jokes. Please. Yeah, he should sell that house. That house in the suburbs of Rosario. He should just he should just get everybody out of there. Didn't if I remember correctly, wasn't Maradona just like why when they were like come back and he's like why? Yeah, yeah. I'm but, not gonna do that. Yeah, with Maradona though, a lot of it was like he felt like the fans didn't appreciate him enough in some cases, which was actually fair. Like they were very hard on Maradona. Like they expected him to win all the time, and it's like he wasn't doing enough coke on enough Pope's <laughs> toilet seats. Yeah, and for for people at home, if you were if you were interested in finding out about the history of Maradona, you could listen to uh, "You Don't Even Like Sports" on the Unpopular Opinion Network, where a whole series has been dedicated to him. It would have been so funny if he named a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Please you know, listen 30- to "Pretty Scary Boo" on the Unpopular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ESPN does a pretty good thirty for thirty about it. <laughs> ours are better i know we might not get the personalities to come on the show but our show is better than the 30 for 30 podcast oh 100 so the other thing about Messi, though his contract with that french team <laughs> you guys sound like Bonjour, mes amis. Je m'appelle Mozzi. Yeah, this is our atonement to England for having a tiff on and going on multiple England rants. We now, we bring Ethan on and do a bunch of French shit. It's like Denzel Washington's Fallen. We've now touched another country. Oh my god, we've got to get me and a tiff on at the same time. Yeah, you should do that, Ethan. You should make fun of the two (laughs) groups that a tiff recognizes with. Make fun of blacks and Muslims right now. Yeah, come on. Actually, the worst group is... (laughs) (laughs) I think you'll find, Governor. The Moors are the worst. (laughs) Moors. Oh, no. Speaking of oh, no, Messi's contract with Paris Saint-Germain... I gotta stop doing that. It's gonna take us down that, that road every time. His contract is coming up soon, and the speculation is that he might end his career with a team in Argentina called Newell's. I think they're actually called Newell's Old Boys. Which is Newell's the- Old Boys? That is a silly. <laughs> it sure If is. new is in the name of your place and you say old as the name of the team, you're just being a hipster. <laughs> it sounds like a dreadful cologne or a start-up whiskey business. Yeah, yeah. Old but- Boys. <laughs> but Messi wants to go play there, and they are located in Argentina in Rosario. So when those two gunmen were like, we're waiting for you, it's because the speculation is that Messi is coming back. And here's the thing that makes me feel like this is a soccer-related crime where some team does not want Messi to sign with the team in Rosario. That would be intense. Could you imagine? (laughs) It wouldn't shock uh, me in the slightest. I know. If, like... You know, the Red Sox did like a terrorism because they didn't want someone to go to the Yankees. It'd be amazing. Or I mean, for, not your, amazing. for you, Ethan, it would be like Man U and Arsenal. 
That's the Red Sox and Yankees. <laughs> it would be so. like Man U and Arsenal. <laughs> no further explanation. Yeah. Just it like would that. be like if there were two teams. <laughs> yes. You guys have two teams, right? We we have I think I think there's ninety two in the top flight. Ninety two? Oh, that's way too many, Ethan. That is a Acro- silly. across across uh like four divisions, in fairness. You guys have four divisions in one yeah. sport? Well, yeah, four divisions. League is- two, league one, championship and premiership. Which yeah. one is Wrexham in? That's the only one I care about. Uh Wrexham I think they're doing quite well at the minute. I'm gonna yeah, they moved, in one second. They almost moved up at the end of the first season. Wrexham, I would kind of like to go to this. Wrexham and Manchester United are playing a match in the United States, like an exhibition match. You should match. go. It'd be good. I, like Manchester want- United is going to fucking annihilate them, I assume. Because that, should- especially now that I know how many teams there are, that sounds like a fucking single-A baseball team playing the Yankees. It's the theme of Brewster's Millions, Adam. (laughs) It's literally the ending of Brewster's Millions. (laughs) So Wrexham aren't even in the top four leagues. They're in the fifth league, the National League. Yeah, they were. So they're actually they're in the they're That's why lower. they're playing in America. They're going to play in Atlanta <laughs> for in the Stadium. Yeah. Have you watched Welcome to Wrexham, Ethan? Uh, no, I, I'm not really that interested in football, to be honest. With you. you don't See, have to. Be. Yeah, I'm you don't either. have to. I'm I'm obviously not. But Welcome to Wrexham's really good. It's a really okay, good well, show. Maybe I'll give it a go because it it adds something to soccer that's very needed, which is Americans. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> to make it interesting, yeah. Yeah, that's what I've always, I've always said. So, uh, Messi does have two matches later this month, both in Argentina, but not in Rosario. So, we'll see how that goes. Let's move oh, on. Because people can't travel in Argentina, so thank God to that. Right, right. They're stuck it's not like they've got, like, motorcycles or anything. <laughs> yeah. You see a bunch of guys with Uzis on motorcycles in traffic <laughs> driving to the game. Stuck at a red light. You just normally have to check your Uzi in at the door. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this next story. I have so many questions. The gist is that a 14-year-old boy in the UK has been sentenced after hitting and killing an elderly woman while riding his e-scooter on a sidewalk. This is the most 2019 sentence I've ever heard. Well, these e-scooters are still super popular, and I know that because I've been having to go to UCLA a bunch for my face surgery. And those kids ride the shit out of those e-scooters and they ride them in traffic fast as shit. Like I have an e-bike and I don't think it goes as fast as an e-scooter, which is crazy. Smoking an e-cigarette. Just being an Mm -hmm. e-badass. Hell yeah. Checking my e-mail. Ever heard of it? (laughs) When I was was uh, in San Diego for Comic-Con, if I wasn't staying directly near it, those scooters saved my fucking life. Sure. Because you're like a couple miles away in whatever hotel you can find because they're all taken. So you just find one of those scooters and you just fucking zip down. Yeah, I imagine they're nice. I've never ridden one. But I I also know a lot of people that have been like hit by cars on them. It's like more than a few people have been hit by cars. I feel like they go too fast. Well, not only that, but like you're supposed to wear a helmet. You don't. You're not supposed to go on the sidewalk. You're supposed to be in traffic, which is weird, but I, th- I think they want you in the bike lane of traffic. Yeah. The reason you're not supposed to go on the sidewalk is so you don't hit and kill an elderly woman. Right. Which is what this kid did, but he didn't flee the scene. He stayed there and called British 911, which is 999, which Easy honestly- to remember. Yeah. I hate that that's a better number. Yeah. It does seem easier to remember. And it reminds me of- the time when Joe Rogan was actually good. And that would be his time when he was on the TV show news radio. And there's a scene where he comes bursting in the room 
and goes, I put 911 on speed dial. It's star three six now. I fucking love that joke. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. And so he waited for help to arrive. He apologized. He's going to be riddled with PTSD the rest of his life for sure. But the authorities decided to charge him anyway after the woman died in hospital six days later. Can you say that again? In hospital. The hospital. In the hospital. In the hospital. Say it. Discotheque. Say it, Ethan. Say in the hospital. In the hospital. Did that feel weird? So good. Did that feel weird? It did, yeah. How's your mouth (laughs) feel on that one? I've never thought about the hospital having a... I've just said it again. But it was weird having a definite article on it. I don't... What have you done to my brain? (laughs) We've unpopular opinioned it. Um, no! Here's the thing. I know that this is a bit confusing, but also this kid was doing the wrong thing and killed a lady. And I know he's going to suffer PTSD for that. But also, he did kill a lady because he was fucking around. He sure did. But he's also 14, which I don't associate... Like, I associate the United States with cracking down on kids for crimes, but not so not much saying... not so much the kind of countries where they're like, hey, do you do you really want to get caught up in this murder and spend the next 15 years in prison? It's like, for murder? Maybe. That's I not mean, bad. I don't think that's what's going to happen to him, though, right? Like, they're not going to give him, like, a fucking murder rap. Like, Jeff, I don't actually care that this kid got charged. I just take issue with how they spell curb in the article. K-E-R-B? Oh, here we go. K-E-R-B? Yeah. Cub. They said the woman stepped out from behind the curb, and it was spelled K-E-R-B. Is that not like the Cub. name of the, from behind the curb? Is that maybe like a store? <laughs> Cub. It's, it's, is it a guy? Is it Was it a Cub. guy named it's, it's, Curb? Everyone spell it that way. Cub. Curb with a K-E-R-B? That's Cub. <laughs> you are just fucked. How? Cub, heard. not How? Curb. Curb! Curb your enthusiasm! Yeah, curb your enthusiasm. C-U-R-B. Curb! C-U-R, an asshole for spelling it that way. (laughs) Well, K-E-R, shut the fuck up. How about that? That doesn't make... I'm going to send you to the K-E-R if you don't (laughs) shut up. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't understand how we're speaking the same language and we're this far apart on the word curb. Curb! <laughs> you don't pronounce it any different. Cub. What? Mate, he's he's just going. Say cub. He's going jail for violating <laughs> curb law. <laughs> so yeah, I found oh. I found that interesting. The kid's not yeah. going to prison or anything. It's fine. The, it's a the, fine. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. I had some questions about what the penalties are here. He's not allowed to drive for five years, which that makes sense. His parents have to pay a couple of shockingly small fines. Neither of them was over 100 pounds. I was genuinely surprised by the smallness of the fines. Yeah, like one of them was like 26 and the other was like 83. It kind of feels like this lady was just sacrificed to progress at this point in time. (laughs) Well, it also feels like this is all kind of caught up in what seems like a debate over e-scooters. Because I was reading more about this and apparently in the uk you can buy a private e-scooter and own it but you cannot ride it on any public property no roads no sidewalks anything like that unless you get you have to have not only like a regular driver's license to operate them but you also have to pay like special taxes and get a different sort of license to be able to operate a privately owned e-scooter in the it's UK. Like a motorcycle license. Well, no, because 
in the article, and I'll link to it uh, in the show notes. In the article, I don't know if it's the, the one that I have in the show notes right now, but there was someone from a local government who was like, but also most people aren't going to meet the criteria to be able to get that license. But there are Maybe tons. It's just like an anti-dipshit law. Well, no, because there's tons, not tons, but they are now rolling out government-owned e-scooters like we have in the United States, like city by city. Yeah. And those you can ride, you just have to have a regular-ass driver's license. Is it like an insurance thing where they have like a nationalized insurance on these things in case somebody were to get harmed? I mean, to be honest with you, I was like, you know, I, I was I was reading the same stuff you were reading, and this came as a surprise to me as well. Like, I'd, yeah. I'd seen the e-scooters around in, like, especially in big cities, but, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I live out in the sticks, so you're not going to see any it's, around here. But. It's weird that, Ethan, you're recording on one of these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going strange. around the local neighborhood, but obviously yeah. not in a public place. I'm just driving around a field. Yeah, no, because he's on he's on the Zoom call on his phone. You guys can't really see it. He's got his earbuds in, but like you are zipping around on one of these. Yeah. Can you see how fast I'm going? Yeah, with another guy in an Uzi on there. Yeah, that's, that's for later. We're going to go to Manchester United. Careful. Don't, and- don't fall in a river, bud. That's a local. <laughs> that's a local UK reference there. Nicola Bully. She fell in a river and died. Yeah, <laughs> that was a okay, mate. In, interesting cut. <laughs> thank you, thank you. The segue brought to you by Segway. Segway. When you need a Segway, get an e-scooter instead. Segway killed its owner. So that's so funny that Segway killed its owner. <laughs> it just drove him off a fucking cliff. A Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> so the other thing I had a question about is uh what this kid and his parents were charged with he's he's facing a referral order and his parents received six month parenting orders ethan please explain uh well uh when you wrote that down and said please explain i was like oh dear i'm gonna have to google this because i just don't know what this is at all he just made um, ethan but, do research yeah i don't uh, is this I, like they the like the british version of like it probation? seemed to me that it's so it's tied in with like youth uh, fence like groups and things like that. Essentially, if a if a kid like commits a misdemeanor, the parents can voluntarily decide to work with a youth offender program to try and rehabilitate the kid. But these laws come into effect if they either refuse to do that voluntarily or the crime is more severe, mm, which and, is always the case in the UK. Of course. <laughs> and looking at it, it seems like it's a combination of the parents going on a course to learn how to raise their kid properly. And oh. it ties in sort of like legal curfews, like yeah. um, they, they are, the child can't be allowed out after a certain time and they have to like There's... maintain 100% school attendance, things like that. Or they become a Kingsman. <laughs> yeah, that's the alternative. Yeah. No, that but I remember. I remember obviously that. Obviously, they don't I'm write a... that bit down. Yeah, because otherwise, yeah. otherwise yeah. we'd be would be overrun with spine yeah. injuries. It's either the parents or Colin Firth that pull you. There are, there are only two options. Yeah. All right. Next story: Castle Beach in Tenby. It's a tourist spot in Wales. We all know it. We've all been seaside, yeah. baby. I think I, I have been. It looks nice. Ooh, someone's <laughs> been to a Welsh castle. <laughs> It's the beach, Jeff. It's the beach. Yeah, it's just called Castle Beach, isn't it? Castle? <laughs> it's a castle. The beach is a castle. <laughs> and where there's seaside, there's usually cliffs. And in the case of Castle Beach, those cliffs are being absolutely wrecked by horror movie style cat-sized rats. And Next story. <laughs> people at home <laughs> are just going to have to hit the show notes and see the video 
I trust everyone else on the pod has watched it. <laughs> and these things... I, I, I watched at least a bit of it. I couldn't make it all the way through because that's pretty, these, <laughs> pretty rough. These, these look things like, are meaty. Yeah, they. this is the kind of rat that will hop in your lap and ask for some scritch scritch. Like, <laughs> these, are, these are the kind of rats that HelloFresh is like, oh, hello, sausages. <laughs> <laughs> Because when, when I initially read the headline of the article, I was like, yeah, cat-sized rats. I bet it's just some rattled Welsh guy being like, oh, it was the size of a cat, it was. But um, <laughs> actually, you look at the video and yeah, they are fully the size of cats. You're like, more like dog-sized rats? Yeah. These cats <laughs> these could play are, for these Wrexham. Are, these are the kind of rats that you, like, you would approximate by putting a little person in a suit for a movie like this is a princess bride ass group of rats here and there's monkeys from thailand could probably ride them around as as little horses unstoppable oh i want it i want that that's your civil war reenactment that's the worst version of planet of the apes i could ever possibly imagine (laughs) tiny monkeys in little confederate uniforms riding around on giant rats these because these rats are they're meaty like people you forget that rats rats are a terrifying fat mean dart of an animal yeah and with them nesting in these cliffs the locals now have a very valid concern which is are those cliffs going to collapse because the rats are just like tunneling around in them and you can like see these cliffs eroding a little more and more and here's a quote i mean i can't wait with ethan on i can't read roger miles quote you're you're gonna have to all right let me pull it up here <laughs> I can do it if you need it. All right. I'm already, I'm in the reserves if you need me. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, Roger Miles, I'll do it in the Welsh accent as well. Thank you. That'll be fun. Early evenings, dusk, early morning, rats all over the place, really. There's a certain area where you see parts of the cliff have been eroded. Rats as big as cats sometimes. They're really big rats. <laughs> That's, That's a resident boatman. A local boatman. Roger Miles. My favorite part about this story is this sentence that is just from the article. So I'll just read it myself. It is delivered with zero further explanation. Michael Lindsay has run the town's Dennis Cafe for 30 years and said there had always been a problem with rats in the area, but there used to be a guy who dealt with them. Yeah. End quote. No further explanation. Doesn't enemy need any the, further explanation. Enemy of the rats. <laughs> was the, like, was that Dennis? Is that who the cafe is named after? Look, was he the rat right, so We're going to need to roll back here. So back in the 1400s, uh, it was decided by royal decree that every town would have the town rat catcher. A rat catcher, yeah. And so they'd wear like feathers in their hair and like run around with sticks, beating the rats. And that, that was a thing that went on. It's, it's a tradition that goes back. Like, it's like Morris dancing. It goes back hundreds and hundreds of years. Like wearing wigs know, Government in court. cuts these days. It's a, it's a dying industry. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Technology is killing the human rat catcher industry. We'll get a fucking Roomba, put some knives on it, and send it up there. <laughs> yeah, have they never seen Robot Wars? I'm going to be, yeah, put put some battle bots up there. Yeah. That'll do some damage. <laughs> That'll fix it. Seeing the, seeing the Mythbusters up there with a battle bot just sawing through a bunch of rats. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Reading this article, I, I was really struck by how much Castle Beach and Tembe now sounds like the first level of a fantasy video game. Yeah, right. There's <laughs> just like giant rats all over the place. The rat catcher's gone missing. you got to go find him. <laughs> There's a boatman. <laughs> Look, I, it's weird because like, this is a huge problem and they're like what are we going to do and i'm like exterminators are a thing right like just put them in some armor so that they don't lose to the rats 
I mean, exterminators are a thing, thing but like we're, we're talking about a colony of dog-sized rats. Well, then get some big fucking bigger cats. That won't yeah, be a problem. I was going to say, if you have huge rats, just get bigger cats. Get like get some pumas yeah. up there. Just release some mountain lions into <laughs> Castle Beach. Do you some have Welsh coyotes? Lions. Do you have coyotes? Oh, we do not have coyotes. Oh, we we're have the, a bunch if you need dude. some. Or just import some. <laughs> Ethan, send me your address. I'll send you. I'll mail you some coyotes. And then I've got to drive all the way to Wales with coyotes in the boot. Just me walking up with Sorry, like in a, the trunk. A very angry box to DHL. Just being like, I'm going to need you to get this to Ethan within the next three days. No, just send us something with your scent on it. And we'll give that to the coyote and then let it loose when it hits the shore. Yeah. And it'll find you. I'll get you a coyote <laughs> with, an, with an Acme catalog. And then we'll leave it at that. Perfect. We can solve this issue. Working together, as, as always, when it comes to things in Wales, everything can be solved by inserting Americans. Exactly. Inserting exactly. a coyote in armor with a, <laughs> with a robot on, a, on an electric scooter with another coyote in armor with an Uzi. <laughs> and that definitely won't continue to damage the cliffs at all. <laughs> that should be on the Welsh flag, although the Welsh flag is the coolest flag. Adding Got a, a freaking dragon on it, lads. Adding yeah, an armored yeah. coyote on an e-scooter with another armored coyote and an Uzi. That wouldn't Fighting be the a worst. dragon that's on fire. Welcome to Wales. <laughs> Welcome to Wales. Get fucked. <laughs> All right. Let's switch gears. And by that, I mean talk about a story that didn't happen in the UK. Sushi terrorism is on the rise in Japan. Has anyone seen any of these videos? I've seen the American versions of them. Yeah. Police in Japan recently arrested three people who are accused of engaging in sushi terrorism. It's an online trend that uses the hashtag sushi terrorism, of course, or sushi tero. It involves posting video of yourself licking shared soy sauce bottles or touching plates of food that come around on conveyor belts. One person who was arrested was a 21-year-old who filmed himself putting his mouth on a spout of a soy sauce dispenser. Ugh, don't do this! Well, this this puts me in mind of the, the last time that I was on. Um, we, we spoke for a long time, I think, about social media dickheads oh yeah yeah and again it's just it's just more of that just twats yeah. just if you're like in, if, if anti, you're in a restaurant if you're in a restaurant and you see somebody lift their phone up just get up and leave that yeah. should be treated like somebody walking in with a gun like i treat a, a a cell phone being held up and a gun in someone's pocket as the same amount of i do not need to be in here while this fuck face is in this room yeah yeah. your mouth on a soy sauce dispenser my god it's also like this is way different like when you the the headline of sushi terrorism is on the rise and i was like i don't know what this is but i'm excited and then when i read it i was like oh yeah tiktok assholes because initially, initially i thought it was going to be people throwing puffer fishes at each other yeah 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 or like putting bombs in fish and yeah. sending them places <laughs> Rush. sending it around on the conveyor belt yeah russia dropping a bunch of crab rolls on the west coast into it Never, but no. I wouldn't mind a crab roll, state-sanctioned crab roll being dropped <laughs> on my house. This sounds like some modern-day TikTok <laughs> bullshit, and it is, but this has actually been a problem in Japan since as far back as 2013. So this was Vine bullshit first. Yeah. <gasps> no! Vine? Judas. How dare you? But this most recent wave started around the same time as COVID. You're joking. Yeah, can you believe it? It is. It's so weird to me because like you forget and this is just like it's kind of I guess just a kind of a racism. But like, oh, yeah, people are also awful in Japan. I always thought they were all polite. And then you're like, that's not how people work, Jeff. 
Yeah, but you're right. Like it's like hearing like when Shinzo Abe got assassinated. I was like, one violence of that nature seems like it doesn't happen in Japan that much. And also, where'd he get a gun? And he yeah. built it himself. Is where he got it out of samurai swords. Yeah, yeah. I I like when people bring up how polite Japan is all the time. It's like you remember they're the only country that's ever had a nuclear bomb dropped on them, right? Of course they're yeah, polite. It's gonna- it's going to make you toe the line a little bit more in yeah. the future, I guess. You stay in line. You're like you suck on a soy sauce dispenser in 2023. <laughs> it, it is also funny, too, because you're like, I thought they were so polite. It's like, hey, Google Nanking and <laughs> see how polite the Japanese were. Yeah. Or Unit 731. Actually, yeah. don't Google Unit 731. Yeah, don't Google that. Just watch Human Centipede. So yeah. this has had a steep impact on sushi restaurants, as you'd expect. A lot of them are now... Just not doing the conveyor belt thing at all, which is disappointing because that was their whole, that would be like going to Benihana and they're like, order at the counter and we'll bring you your food. It's like, no, what about the guy who's going to do all the chops? <laughs> like when Chuck E. Cheese was delivering pizza yeah. during the pandemic and you're like, that is a good luck. Guys. Yeah. Is an animatronic guitar player going to bring it? <laughs> yeah. Fucking some guy in the Chuck E. Cheese suit. <laughs> <laughs> mask over the rat's mouth it's fucking playing bass at your door until you pay him yeah a coyote with armor comes after it <laughs> it's a big rat so yeah an, another outlet is going to use ai cameras to catch people trying to act up i don't like that yeah that sounds like a step in a, a dystopian direction that's how you get a terminator yeah exactly I don't anytime AI we're like we use AI to recognize people. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like right, the fact I, that a I computer... don't know how how this is gonna play in the room, but I feel like we've progressed beyond the need for sushi conveyor belt restaurants and buffets in general. I would mostly agree. Because only because it's it's not because I don't trust the restaurants themselves to have high health standards. <laughs> I don't trust other people. No. Right. You ever been to a you ever been to a seafood buffet? <laughs> God, no. <laughs> a lot of people wearing bathing suits to a restaurant, buddy. Yeah, great. Yeah. 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 yeah no, and it's sweat all over the prawns. I remember I always... when I worked in the Midwest in health insurance, the Midwest loves a potluck where the office, just everyone brings food one day and you all eat, which is mm -hmm. a pretty great concept. But I remember we would always have issue with people like not washing their hands enough or at all before they would handle the food, but especially during flu season, we did one. And we left a note, me and a friend who were both equally concerned about this shit, just left a note on the table and said, by the way, it's flu season. So like, you know, wash your hands before you handle the food. And boy, did that set off a shit storm within the office where all these fucking old, not even old people, people like 10 years older than us, maybe 15 years older. We're like, mm, when I grew up, we never washed our hands and we left food out for eight hours at a time and we were fine. And it's like, yeah, that's no. why your grandfather died of cholera. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you weren't fine. You were just dying at 50 and didn't know why. It's like, yeah. that's why you fucking idiots. There was a Chinese buffet near my house that, nice. um, yeah, yeah, very good. But I didn't survive the pandemic for obvious reasons. <laughs> Back on those times when we used to go there and you'd have like, you know, some 50-year-old white racist coughing on the chow mein. And I'm thinking to myself, my God, how did we get through that? Why are we still, why were we ever doing that? Man, I got to tell you, every I like I theoretically love a hometown buffet. And then you go to a hometown buffet and you're like, oh, I'm going to be sick. Yeah, I you're never liked home hometown buffet. Ugh. 
I, I just I like that they just exist on the concept of sodium. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like if you go to a hometown buffet and you wake up the next morning, you are like a dried out sponge. Yeah. But like even with the sushi conveyor belts, like sure, it was novel like the first few times you go to one. But then after that, I sort of feel like ah, it'd be, be nice if service with a smile. It seems like the <laughs> McDonald's of Japan is the conveyor belt sushi idea. I bet, yeah, yeah, I bet McDonald's uh, I think... is the McDonald's of Japan well, probably. Now, yeah, now, now yeah. Obviously, <laughs> I think the article mentioned that like it had affected like three big like restaurant groups that yeah. all do this. Yeah, the the two restaurants I mentioned that are making those changes are both pretty big outlets. One is called Sushiro, and another is Kura Sushi. Okay, so if you're at one of these places and you see that happening, what do you do? Oh, I would like you know a cab, but I'm telling, like I'm I'm yeah. snitching. Absolutely. I might not be the one to call the cops, but I'd be like, hey, you need to get the authorities in here to. Uh, I think that may well be the only, really the only small scale crime that it would be worth bringing in an armed police officer. Yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because you are legitimately putting lives in danger doing shit like that. And it's I think I'd dust off my, of uh, my famous chicken drop kick and start, start blasting <laughs> fools in my, with my ankles. Shout out to Japan resident and unpops listener Corey Privatera, also known as Science Patrol. We need to get him to be a vigilante for this stuff. We yep. need to get him a coyote. We need to get him some armor. To, he needs to make a. He makes vinyl toys, and uh, he he needs to now just walk around with like a baseball bat with a like a stick or something with a nail sticking out of it, and just bodyguard these places okay just Let's him in tokyo on his own yes. doing all the restaurants <laughs> that is that that is a, a, a white guy being a vigilante in japan that's i think we've seen that movie like a lot right yeah but that's a movie the yakuza would eat your friend if he tried to do that <laughs> he should be um like a ronin like jeremy renner b before in the beginning of endgame not now crushed by a snowmobile yeah. <laughs> jeez jeff all right. I think we can get through both of these last two stories pretty quick. Neither of them seems that important. For one, <laughs> Russia has deployed a bunch of submarines to the U.S. East Coast. But Yeah, that doesn't sound important. That's probably can they, fine. Can they do that? A that was my question, too. I was like, well, why don't we go do something about it? And apparently they can just be there. And I feel like in reading this, I think I saw one passage that was like, well, off the coast, meaning like a thousand miles off the coast. Oh. Also, it kind of... We should be sending them a message being like, aren't you busy right now? Well, that's the aren't you, thing. Aren't you doing something right now? Like, we see it as an impossibility, but when it comes to Russia and China, they've both obviously got plans in place if they do need to attack us where we are. And this is part of Russia's plan if they need to do that, because these submarines are the kind that can carry ballistic missiles. So what they're oh, doing is putting their nuclear weapons in closer range of us. Like, it's exactly like when they were trying to set up in Cuba, except they don't need Cuba. They can just do it a thousand miles off our coast, which now those weapons that usually would not have been able to reach us yeah. can absolutely reach us. It's like the Midwest is going to be the fly two states from now on. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> my family's going to die. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'll call my mom ahead of time. Mom, why don't you head on over to Cleveland or something? <laughs> She'll be like, it looks like a bomb already hit this place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where they'll film the reenactments of the bombs hitting Boston. You know, like how HBO's World War... Boston has fallen. 
Like how World War Z started in New Jersey, because then it looked like the apocalypse already hit right away. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where like when you when you see something like this and you're like, it is only a thousand miles. I'm like, that doesn't seem like a lot to have because like, yeah, like when you look at like where they are, it's like on the East Coast. What's Russia's interests there? Nothing. Only being near us. Yeah. Yeah. This is absolutely a strategic thing that they also did during the Cold War. And they're doing it now at the same levels that they did during the Cold War. It's just now they have a much more sophisticated fleet of submarines. They have one okay. of the most diverse and sophisticated submarine fleets in the world. Hear Biggest in the world as well, according to this article. Yeah, I think ours is actually bigger. I think I got that part wrong. Uh, oh, okay. They have 58 and we have 64. <laughs> that seems Fuck you, Russia. That, that doesn't seem like enough. <laughs> It's like when you found out there's only 25 blimps in the entire world and you're like, that's not right. Yeah. There's more blimps. Um, Do you know, considering they're nuclear armed, I'm fine with it being that many. In fact, I would prefer less. No, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying we need to ramp it up. No, that's, on, that, that sounded a lot like that was now, what you were saying. Here's my more idea. More nuclear armed submarines, says he, Jeff. Hear me out for my solution. <laughs> Coyotes and scuba gear. <laughs> we sent them to the East Coast. Put them on a little, not like a scooter, but like a little, little tiny scuba sub. Right. Um, with another coyote with an Uzi. Well, no, they launch the rats at Fair, yeah. the Russian subs. Oh, the rats yeah. get in the Russian subs and then the I mean, rats if they can demolish a cliff, they can demolish the external hull of the submarine. <laughs> Absolutely. I th- yeah, I believe these Russian subs are made out of like Adobe or something. It's... <laughs> <laughs> It's like, this doesn't seem structurally sound for going in the sea. <laughs> so the bright side here is the U.S. Navy has been updating its fleet of submarines also. We now have 64 with 50 of them being, this sounds so cool, nuclear-powered attack submarines that are used to engage and destroy enemy vessels. Do you Hell know what yeah. early submarines used to be? Have you ever seen like what they were? Long, hard, and full of semen? <laughs> what they they essentially like their weapon was like a harpoon with an explosive attached to it and you would literally just lodge it into like the hull of a ship underneath and it would explode and then they would sink the ships it's the most simple and funny way to exist seems very effective too right yeah but of course this was back in the days when they were just like sellotaping bombs to dolphins and sending them out (laughs) also effective also great yeah another rapist out of the sea if you're asking me. <laughs> yeah can monkeys that's why they did it as well they were very woke back then in the 1940s <laughs> were they ever they were doing a better job of dealing with racists in the sea <laughs> dealing with the polite japanese <laughs> do not google any of the japanese things we mentioned earlier yeah yeah Japanese. As a matter of fact, don't Google America in the 40s. Yeah. <laughs> That's not. Don't Google anything. It's all yeah. bad. <laughs> or, or Japan. Japan was on one during World War II. People yeah. really discount they that. Really, they really had a hair across their ass. <laughs> Although they were declared honorary white. Yeah. Well, they were kind of the dolphins of land, if you know what I mean, during World <laughs> War II. So we have also been deploying subs of our own, including sending an Ohio class SSBN. And I that think you sound like a good class. 
I think you can tell from the abbreviation that SSBN obviously stands for nuclear powered ballistic missile. Yeah. So I don't know how that works. I don't know how Ohio class is like the top. It's it's apparently our stealthiest of our submarine fleet. So, of course. Well, that's what they've always said about Ohio. Yeah. No one knows where the fuck yeah. it is. <laughs> we go into attack Ren mode. Oh, because that's Cause a Ac- city. Because Akron is. Oh. Because Akron, Ohio. It's where LeBron. That's Ohio fleet is because LeBron James is the captain of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why it's Ohio class. He's goaded, bro. <laughs> And we apparently sent one of these all the way out to the Aegean Sea. And a great sea. It might seem like telling people where our stealthiest craft is would seem like a move in a not very stealthy direction. But there is an explanation. Former submarina Tom Shugar, the adjunct senior fellow at the Center for a New American Security, which... What a fellow. Yeah, I'm sure that's a super chill outlet. He told Newsweek the deployment could be, quote, to show whomever needs to be reminded that the U.S. is willing and able to send SSBNs to virtually any ocean area it chooses undetected. We flexing, baby. That's yeah. what Ohio's about. So how is that any different to what Russia is doing, is my question. Yeah, it's not. They're just... In- <laughs> it really just feels like a massive dick-swinging competition. But, but you understand that we are the Americans, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. And mm. as we know, everything is made better with Americans. That is I what mean, I've learned from today's podcast. Right, you know, right, right. You guys are kind of like, you know, you're our little buddy, so... <laughs> get in line. <laughs> get in line, <laughs> baby bro. Of your friends. <laughs> get in line, you British fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know we turned the tables since 1776. All right. If any of today's stories have bummed anyone out, take solace in knowing that every single one of us has just under 23 years left to live. Max. Maximum. So we, we went, this was international news, Adam, but I feel like we need intergalactic news. Yeah, this is, we have done an intergalactic news episode at one point, but this is, I feel like this this is the globe, baby. This is global news. This is more than international. This is uniting us all in a common fear. It's a fear that we've been, you know, movies toss it around all the time. A killer asteroid is hurtling toward Earth. But like, for, yeah. but like for real this time. Hell yeah. It seems. The asteroid known as 2023 DW, which has a diameter of 164 feet, was detected by the European Space Agency on February 26th. Notes. I have notes. Okay, well, right off the bat, sorry. It was detected by the European Space Agency on 26 February. Oh, thank you. No problem. Thank you. you. Sorry about Um, that. 164 feet does not seem that big to have detected it already. We get it. You're tall. (laughs) No, but like 160, that's like 50 yards roughly. So like, I get that that's like pretty big, but also at the same time, I'm like, how far away is this thing? It's 23 years away and you can see it and you know it's coming directly to us. Science, baby. Science is wild. Crazy. I feel like they're just bluffing. This is like when Dr. Manhattan... Or or when Ozzy, in the end of Watchmen, where he's like, all right, these people are going to bomb the shit out of each other. I got to get a way to get them to bond. Yeah. We got a fucking deep impact coming our way. <laughs> we got an Armageddon that shit. Yeah, this asteroid has been ranked number one on the European Space Agency risk list. It's meaning the messy of yeah, I, asteroids. It's the Ohio of killer asteroids. I love 
the European Space Agency risk list. I, you know, I, I don't like that people have to lip sync when they perform. Uh, I do, you know, that, that feels not genuine to me, but I just like Nirvana on the risk list episode when Kurt Cobain sang the goth version of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, that's, that's how we got the verve, you know. <laughs> And we did get the Verve. We finally. really did. We fucking got him. We I mean, the Rolling Stones kind of got Stones, the Verve. Rolling Stones got him even better. <laughs> I love how Mick Jagger, and I think I may have mentioned this on the show before, but just randomly decided one year, he was like, oh, you can have your money back, mate. <laughs> he just like decided to give them back the the royalties. Like, you can mate your money from now on. Yeah, because there's going to be so much more bittersweet symphony money rolling in. I mean, I feel like there's not not some money coming in. That song still plays all the time. It's one of the best songs of all time. But also, a great music video as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, the music video is great. Yeah. Also, if people have never listened to it, go find the orchestral Rolling Stones album that they sampled that from. It fucking rules. It's yeah. so good. Because here's the thing: it sounds like Bittersweet Symphony. You know. You know what's great is Mick Jagger was like, you know, we were angry at you before, but. I can change, I can change, I can change, I can change. <laughs> I don't get it. What do you mean? It's one of the lyrics from Bittersweet Symphony. Oh, you're by the right. Verve. God damn it. So By the Rolling Stones. <laughs> so science has estimated that this asteroid could hit the Earth in 2046 on February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day! <laughs> I feel like could is doing a lot of the heavy lifting in that sentence. You, well, of course. Because like, this is just one scientist just being like, you know, this is when it could hit. And I'm like, it could hit on Thursday. It's an estimate. Like, estimate yeah. is almost a synonym for could. And obviously, they're not like saying we're all going to die on February 14th, 2046. They're just saying die, then. there's an asteroid that's coming that if it stays on this course, it could hit us. But also the movie Armageddon, like all, all along that has really been the answer to a situation like this. I hate that. I, I hate that that was the plan. I, I love Ben Affleck's retelling of him asking Michael Bay, wouldn't it be smarter to teach astronauts to drill? Wouldn't that be an easier process? And Michael Bay said, and I quote, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Here's the thing. Michael Bay's right. Shut the fuck up, Ben yeah. Affleck. But I, I do love like Ben Affleck seems like and I'm not saying this just because I'm wearing a Red Sox shirt. Ben Affleck seems like probably the celebrity that I would like to hang out with the most. Yeah. And Michael Bay, like maybe a, the least. Right. It's like, I don't need cocaine and 19 year old girls, man. Grow up. Oh, speaking yeah, of you just want to see Ben Affleck's back tattoo. Damn right. I do. Speaking of 19 year old girls, I heard a Christ. This is just a rumor about Michael Bay. I'm not saying it. Ab it actually happened. I was just secondhand told this that uh, he at one point when he was filming one of the Transformers movies in Albuquerque, it was kind of his thing. He would like hit on like not underage girls, but like young girls, like 1920, stuff like that. Yeah. And at one point he. Uh, just hit on the wrong girl and ended up getting tied up and robbed in a hotel room. And that's the most Albuquerque sentence I've ever heard in my life. And they just like managed to not like they managed to like squash the story and not get it out to the press. But here we are unsubstantiated rumor that probably did not happen to quote the person that told me the story though, because I love this line. He hit on the wrong Chili's waitress. <laughs> 
I, I gotta say, I need to go to a press junket for a Michael Bay movie and just be like, all right, it's the 2000 aughts, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And he's like, I'm gonna stop you right there. Confirm or deny. A bunch of coyotes in armor come and drag you out the room. <laughs> oh no, the, the coyote transformers. <laughs> a rat. Got little wheels. A rat lands a bomb on your chest and explodes. And then I land on a submarine. <laughs> Bringing it all together. Thus full circle. Yeah. So, yeah, so like we can Armageddon this shit, is that right? Yeah, NASA ran a test recently called the DART test, where they crashed a spacecraft into an asteroid called Dimorphos to see if maybe that kind of thing would work. And it worked. Not only did the impact blow the asteroid to rubble, that rubble moved outward back towards space when the impact just, happened. Just explodes Venus. Yeah, it was so like, like we're fine, fine, God! None of our phones work anymore, but that's cool. <laughs> and that's it. Now, we only tested go, it once. Well, that, that's the part that I take umbrage with, because one time, right, I was doing, I was playing crazy golf, right? Sure. And I was on a, I was on a, I was on a hole where there was a windmill that you had to shoot through the bottom. And then afterwards it was like an L-shaped turn. It, so I just realized like a, what crazy golf is. Oh, putt-putt. Mini golf. Mini golf. Right? Yeah, 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 it's mini golf, but like the we have mini golf as well. But like the crazy golf is when they put like dinosaurs and yeah, there's on it. crazier obstacles. Uh, but it, it, you say so you have to go th through the windmill. Then there was like an L-shaped turn with like a diagonal on the side, so you can sort of rebound it at ninety degrees. I right. did my first part, went through the windmill, rebounded off the thing, and I got a hole in one. I don't think that means I could win the PGA. Tour. <laughs> I do. It sounds like that's you because could. <laughs> that's, that's I, I the do optimism think that about, of, the, of the Americans. And I, I wish you would be a little more confident. <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, this reminds me of. We had, or I think still have, a system that is supposed to be able to shoot down nuclear weapons if they enter our atmosphere. Star Wars. No, it's not. Star Wars was based in space. This was this one's based, I believe, on the ground. Is it lasers? That's the opposite I don't think it... I think it's a projectile, but it might be lasers. But the reason I bring it up is because... They were touting the system for a long time, and people were like, does it work? And we were like, sometimes. You know. Better than none times. It gets most of them. Like, Portland might be fucked, but we can probably save L.A. Oh, no. Port oh, no. What are we going to do without Portland? I mean, right, a, a bunch of our... Go, bunch of our got to go grab a weird mustache now. I mean... Make up for the loss. We have friends... Portland is the in, Ohio of Oregon. <laughs> we have friends who live in Portland. We, we sure do. We have wonderful <laughs> friends that live in Portland. Um, but also, yeah. Portland, come on. Get over yourselves, <laughs> Portland. We have a Portland. It's called Maine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we have a Portland. It's called Seattle. Good enough. I think that's our episode, right? Yeah. Is it, mate? It is. I have to get out of here in four minutes. Okay, bruv. So thank you both for doing the pod. I appreciate it, except for you, Jeff. Oh. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? AdamTodBrown.substack.com. I'll be back to writing now that I'm mostly recovered from the surgery. I know it doesn't stand to reason that having mouth surgery would have prevented me from writing. Having mouth surgery prevented me from thinking. I couldn't focus. I couldn't concentrate. I could watch TV and count the hours until I could take more pain meds. That's all I could do. But I'll be back at it. Uh, what else do we got to plug? Ethan, how about you? Uh, Ethan D. Lawrence on all the socials. Go check out Magic Mike 3 The Last Dance if that's your bag. I play a small role in it. 
in addition, uh, Horrible Histories will be coming out soon. If you enjoyed my French accent earlier, you might enjoy my impression of Napoleon when that hits uh, <laughs> hits the internet. Uh, Napoleon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, Ethan D. Lawrence everywhere. You can find me wherever that name is, which is yeah. everywhere. Uh, you can find me on the Bad Education movie um, that uh, has been released, is about to release. I don't know. Uh, didn't that? Didn't we do a movie for that? We did. We did a movie back in 2015. Oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> Are you guys doing a reunion? Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, we did a bad education reunion episode, and there's a new series out now. But I'm not in the new series because oh, I was like busy you. doing horrible yeah, histories. That's fair. It's good. Um, you can check out Jeff Has Cool Friends at patreon.com slash Jeff May for uh, early access to uncensored episodes with bonus content, including episodes featuring Adam Todd Brown and Ethan Lawrence. So they're not even all cool. Um, you can uh, also wow. on that Patreon have access to Ugg Fine with Kim Crawl, uh, as well as uh, access to shows like Nerd with Dre Alvarez, which is also available for free under the Jeff Has Cool Friends banner. You can also hear Game on uh, Gamefully Unemployed, uh, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman. Uh, and uh, you can also check out You Don't Even Like Sports, a sports podcast about how Ethan doesn't like sports. And Adam and I are doing a new project called You Don't Even Like Sports Cards. Cards where we open packs of cards on camera and uh, fuck around. And that's a lot of fun, and we do that on the YouTube. And so pay attention to these, our socials, as well as that. Um, you can also check me live at Mint on Card, the second Friday of every month at Blast from the Past in Burbank in California. Last night's show, Adam did it. It was really Yay. fun. We had a great time. Uh, I was there we as well. It was amazing. It was crazy. We got to get out of here so Adam can go record another podcast. Uh, love you. Bye. Hey. Thanks. Let's get out of here. Ethan, say goodbye. Goodbye. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the end of the world rookie card, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>